All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Technically Speaking. Now, this is a bit of a different episode because this is going to be the premiere of our Technically Speaking YouTube channel. So if you weren't already aware, this podcast is hosted by myself, Darsh Kathani, and Jacqueline from Nothing But Tech. Uh, we've been friends for a while. Jacqueline, what's going on? I haven't talked to you actually in so long. Yeah, dude. Okay. There legit are so many things to talk about. I am so hyped. Yeah. I think we should just start by saying this is truthfully not our first time recording this episode. That is true. It's very true. <laughs> we recorded this episode, episode 10, like two weeks ago. And if you're wondering why there hasn't been an episode, that was why. Like we had planned to post that one. And then uh, literally so many devices came out. Pixel 4a came out. OnePlus Nord, yeah, exactly. many, many devices, and we both just got like slammed with work. I think I'm more to fault with uh, not being available, so I apologize for that. It's all good. No, actually, like that's funny enough, within like the past two weeks, I just got a job, so I've been working full time. Yeah, dude, I want to hear about that. What are you doing? Yeah, 100. okay, so basically I'm working at, I don't even know what my role is yet. Like I haven't signed a contract or anything as of this point because it's a startup, so everything's super just like super fast paced. Okay. But like from what I've been doing, I'm like doing marketing. So it's, uh, I've been doing, like I do some marketing research. Um, I literally my first day, I was hired on a Sunday. I was la- hired last Sunday. So today is August, I think the 10th or 9th. Dude, congrats. Yeah, thank you. But I was hired on Sunday and they're like, yeah, so we want to apply to this accelerator, but we need someone to make the video for us. And like, that's another thing I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of content creation. Okay. Uh, potentially even running a podcast for them. Uh, I don't even know yet. No way. Yeah. For the accelerator though, basically they had everyone's in the team send over a video introducing themselves and I had to stitch it all together. Then there was also like a script and everything. And it was just so stressful because I got it like at 9 p.m. It was due at, well, they needed it for midnight Pacific time. I'm on Eastern, like I'm Eastern time. Yeah. So that's 4 a.m. here they needed it for. And I'm like, okay, so you're giving me seven hours or so, but I want to go to bed by midnight. So I have three hours. So finished it in three hours, sent it to him, had a bunch of revisions to do, ended up going to bed at 3.30 and then starting work the next day at like 10. No. And I was like, oh God. That's crazy. Dude, congrats. That's huge. I'm super excited to hear more about that. Um, Yeah. So that was like, that was what was going on for me mainly with like the products and stuff. And then also, I think we should just talk a little bit about, and I'll like introduce it, our mindset with what this YouTube channel is going to be. Yeah. I think that you probably want to know. So yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> we kind of just introduced it out of nowhere. Exactly. It came out of nowhere. Like we, we haven't said anything about it. We've been super, super low key about it. We've been teasing super it on Twitter. Key. Yeah. But dude. yeah. For anyone listening to this and not watching it, basically we're starting a YouTube channel called Technically Speaking and we'll link it in the show notes. But the whole idea is Darsh and I feel like we want to grow this podcast as much as we can. And when you're in social media, there is no clear roadmap on what to do. Exactly, yeah. You kind of have to just make decisions on what you think is best. And we're going to talk a little bit in a second about how we make business decisions and how we know what's the right call. We don't. But we were basically just talking and Darsh uh, had mentioned like the idea of maybe filming the entire thing. And we went through like a brainstorming session of like what would make the most sense in terms of our time and our budget. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. we decided that... The full thing may make sense later on, but we actually think for YouTube, it's a lot more helpful to do short clips. So this YouTube channel is going to have short clips from the actual episode. So if we talk about like the Pixel 4a, we'll cut that out as a segment. So if you want to see like the video that corresponds to that, you can do that on the YouTube channel. It's kind of working in the way where we're going to hope to have two to four video segments per each episode. So that could be like four videos a week, possibly. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of content from us guys. It's a yeah, lot of work too, a, but yeah, dude, it's sweet, but on that note of it being a lot of work, we're going to try it for a month. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have anywhere from like eight to 16 videos up for a month. And we'll see what it does, if you guys like it, etc. Because uh, before we started this, I thought it was maybe going to be an extra 30 minutes of work like to set up. 
And I just spent the last two hours setting up this mediocre angle. So it's definitely a lot more work than just the straight up audio. I think your angle is actually really good. Like I looked at it. I think it looks great. Um, again, this is all trial and error, right? Like this is like our first time. Do Actually, no, okay, this is a lie. It's not our first time <laughs> doing this. Like I'm going to let everyone in on a little secret. So basically we recorded this episode like last week or two weeks ago. And I, I messed up and I deleted my GarageBand file. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. And I exported it and it corrupted. The, the file I exported was corrupted um, and I deleted the GarageBand file right after. And I didn't know until like two days later when our editor Luke messaged me and he's like, yo, like your, your stuff isn't working. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, he was like, your file is so small. Like what's going he's on like, here? It's, a, it's like a couple like kilobytes. Like what, what's going on, bud? And I'm like, oh, shoot. And so I kept trying to, re I literally spent three hours trying to recover it. Like I went through like all these different like softwares I found on Google, like for like recovering trash bin, like things on Mac. And I'm like, I couldn't find anything. So it's not our first time recording this, but literally like every time we have done it, it takes time. It's very, very lengthy in terms of process. Yeah. Last time it was two hours mm -hmm. and I was like, all right, that was just the first time it will get better. Um, and the main issue for people that don't know is that we want to make it so like we're looking at each other because we are on a Zoom call, mm -hmm. but we want our eye line to be the same on our camera. And Darsh is having no problem with it. Like Darsh is just A1. I'm having a lot more trouble figuring out the proper framing and like what looks the best. So this isn't even like perfect or final, but basically just because it takes so much more time and we still want to do weekly, we kind of have to make the decision next month of if this is worth it so it's gonna also come down to if you guys really enjoy it like if you let us know that you love it we're gonna want to keep doing it but yeah, exactly. Darsh, that kind of leads us into how we know something's the right business move and i want to hear like your thoughts on this yeah no exactly so one of the big things when it comes to at least for us like we've been on youtube for a while and jacqueline's done a great job of like of expanding her channel and Thank growing you. i haven't because i'm not really as consistent but by like any by doesn't matter where you are in what space like, I feel like actually TikTok's a really good example of this. Like, TikTok's been, like, threatened to be shut down, yeah. like, three or four times in the past month. And now Donald Trump, like, President Trump has essentially said, like, okay, yeah, unless TikTok is bought in the next 30 days, then we're shutting it down. And so all of these people, like, all these people creating content on these on this platform, they don't have anywhere else to go unless they've already diversified. And so in our case, we have diversified to a podcast. Now, we decided the podcast should also not only be on podcast platforms, but on YouTube. So when really is a good move? I think the best move to do it is just now. Like, why, why wait? Yes, dude, that's great advice. Think about how long it took us to actually start the podcast itself. Like, we took so long to get started on it. And I think that's one of my biggest regrets when starting the podcast, because if we were on maybe two months before quarantine hit, like, we could have maybe developed a huge following when quarantine struck, because we would have already been in the flow of everything. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, on that point, too, like, always diversify, I think, is a huge key takeaway that, like, TikTok has reinforced yet again. But mm -hmm. I also feel like... It comes down to a bigger picture of like with this podcast, how much like, first of all, money, right? Because it costs money for our oh, extremely goodness, talented yeah. editor, Luke, to edit these, which like he deserves everything and more. Exactly. Yeah. But it's also time. So it becomes like, what do you want to spend your time and money on? Like we could have decided to do paid advertisements on Facebook for the podcast and not done video, mm -hmm. but we made the decision to do video. And I think it's like a cost analysis, but I also think that you can't put too much importance on it because- we make this decision this month, but we can easily go back on it next month, with I, which I don't think we'll do, but like we could. So it's kind of just like taking the risk because the reward could be so great and like the small amount of wasted time is not significant. No, exactly. I think that like when it comes down to testing things out, like because there's no better time than starting now, it's just like you when you start, you can figure it out as you're going, especially with things like social media and businesses like like, yes, again, you do need to have a little bit of prep in advance. Like, say you're starting an actual business, you need to figure out the name, you need to figure out the slogan, the like logo, everything like that, what you plan on selling. But 
ultimately you can figure out the best way to like reach your audience as you're doing it. Yeah. Like you can, as long as you have everything set up, like, so for example, my sister, for people who don't, who don't know me, who are listening, I have a twin sister. And over the course of quarantine, she decided to start a baking business and she's just been selling to friends and family for now and like growing it up on social media. And like, like the big thing is when she started, she didn't know what she was exactly doing. Like it was a lot of us trying to help her figure it out because like, who really knows how to start a business? There really is no roadmap. Yeah. And so it's kind of just like, play as you go, figure it out, and then you're good to go, which is honestly insane. Yeah. I mean, also, she's kind of crushing it, right? You guys must just have like the entrepreneurial genes. I guess so. Maybe. It's honestly insane to me. Like, I think that like the way that people can just start something and like build something from nothing into something huge, even in just a matter of weeks is insane. Like maybe having like for her, she's been in the kitchen like literally every single day. What does she make? It's baked goods. So like there's cakes, macarons. Um, I think she's putting on mini pies on there. Um, like cookies, brownies. Dude, that's so cool. The next time I'm in Toronto, I gotta try it. Oh, 100%. No, it's fantastic. Like, I, like, she'll literally make like, like pies, like these like mini, mini pies, like apple pies. And like, I love apple pie, but I can never finish a full one. So she'll make these small ones for me and my brother and we'll literally just go downstairs, pop one in our mouth, go back upstairs and do work. Like, that's so sick. It's so convenient. And like, yeah. even macarons too. Like, like, I personally don't go to bakeries very often. Like, I, just don't but like having like kind of like it's kind of like having gourmet cooking in your house it's like just yeah it's just like it's so convenient it's just like right there um sick and what is she so is she so she's using social media to like advertise in a business yeah literally like she just made an instagram account and my brother and i helped her with the graphics and like how we wanted to do all the design and then we posted it on instagram and since then we've just been sharing it sharing new menus and she's putting on her personal and she's using her business account like like back and forth so it's like it's working out really really well and even though it's just like a small thing for now like who knows where this could go yeah because it's getting really good traction really good word of mouth so i think that's really really dope yeah there was actually a student at harvard who i think like studied maybe chemistry Mm. and they came up with this idea called flower bakery okay if you're ever in boston you should totally try it out it's amazing and it was like this small idea they started when they were a student and now they own like three bakeries and it's like the most gone to one by like the students at MIT and Harvard Mm -hmm. so like you never know this could be like a huge thing honestly yeah maybe like all the University of Toronto students would see my sister (laughs) and be like hey like sewing us some baked goods man we need it for the weekends like like I think that genuinely when it comes to like just going back again to the point like when it comes to starting something it's just about starting it as quickly as you can like there's no point delaying it because when you do delay it you end up like putting all these I think negative thoughts in your mind like like, okay, like, wait, I don't have this yet. So like, I wouldn't actually be doing it well. Like no one comes out of the gate, like doing everything like amazing. Yeah. Like that's never the case. It's always when you start, you're going to have some mix, mix up. I remember my first video on YouTube was completely out of focus. Oh like it was a, like my first, the first shot was an A-roll shot of me and my desk was in fo- focus. It was literally in that back corner for everyone who's watching, who actually watches the podcast now because it's like video. Um, it's literally in that back corner. I used to have my desk there and I was so dumb about it. I couldn't figure it out. I That's was like, this, is, this isn't working because I didn't know how to, to do manual focus and my camera didn't have auto. Dude, you're in the same room that you were in five years ago, yet the skill level is so different. That's just like, that's kind of cool. Like to be in like the same place, to like have it look totally different. That's exactly it, right? Like over time, like your your abilities and your scale will grow. And like as you're starting to produce content, even if you're, you blow up or not, you're going to learn things. Yeah. Like I went to my barber shop yesterday. I got a haircut and like my barber was doing a TikTok around me. Like he was like doing it like <laughs> while I was getting my haircut so I keep, so he could use it for TikTok. And I was like, yo, if you ever need a videographer, like 
I'm not huge on YouTube, but like I know how to use a camera. Like I'm very yeah, good at like making montages. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, just hit me up. And they're like, yeah, sure. So now like I'm going to send them a portfolio and be like, Hey, like if you guys ever need any help, like I'm literally here. Yeah, dude, that's sweet. So literally, it, even if you don't do like, pull anything out of it, it gives you the skills you need. Like anything, anything you start will always give you new skills. Sorry. I went on, like a huge tangent there. No, I I'm so interested in that. I think actually you kind of transitioned us into like what has been insane for me this week mm -hmm. which has been this tech group chat so i'm gonna give like a little background on it just to like fill you in because i don't know if you like you've been seeing my tweets and stuff and then i want to talk about it because it's kind of crazy so i don't know if you remember but you and me and i think we've actually talked about this and a bunch of other youtubers were all in like a group chat mm -hmm. um when we first started there was probably like a hundred of us and you me luke and Greg Skirloff are like some of the only people still like in this field. There's yeah. still like Kevin Riazzi, Victor Kamanga, but like not as consistently. Mm -hmm. um, and it's crazy because there were so many of us and we were all like so hungry for it. And I kind of experienced yesterday like false consensus theory, which is basically the idea that because I'm not experiencing it or because like one's not experiencing it, they think it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's so weird. Like when I was starting out, there was all like these smaller tech YouTubers and we were all like this tech community and now there's not anymore. And in the weirdest, like, so odd, an hour later, Viper tweeted about this younger YouTuber who's, like, maybe, like, three or four years younger than us, mm -hmm. 300 subscribers, and I tweeted, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think you have a really big future, and, and everything about him reminded me of us, like, the quality. Really? Yeah, it was, like, crazy. And then, someone else responded, 12-year-old from the UK, and he was like, hey, like, would love you to check out my channel as well, mm -hmm. so even younger than we were when we started. And I checked his channel. And then I was like, wow, like, this is amazing. Like, you guys are making me feel nostalgic for like five years ago when I was in your same position, like freaking out over like 10 views or like whatever it was. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, like we're actually, that sounds a lot like us. And they tagged like 20 people. And like they're in this tech group chat. Mm -hmm. And it was just so weird to me that like history like repeats itself. Like it's like this new era of creators. There was like probably like 30 or 40 of them in this group chat. Yeah. In the same way we were. And actually... I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when Armando helped us and like gave us like a debrief on like business? Actually, I think that was with you. I, I never, I actually never met Armando. Oh, like, interesting. I was never in that chat. No, but I remember you telling me about it. You told me about it a couple times and you're like, yeah, so like I heard about this from Armando. Like, like these are the tips that he gave me. Here you go. And he just basically laid it out for me. Yeah. You're like, this is all I've heard about. Like, this is all you need to know. Yeah. He literally did like a chat with like maybe like 15 or 30 of us. So I tweeted uh, the group chat back and I was like, hey. Do you ever need advice? Like, let me know. And they were like, yeah. So like now I'm doing a Zoom call with them. Really? And it's kind of like this surreal thing where it's like I'm on like the other side, but like I still have so much to learn type thing. But like if I can help them, I want to. Yeah. But yeah. No, it was just like so surreal because I don't know if you remember this either. We're kind of like I'm taking us on a huge tangent. But do you remember when we both applied for a job at Tech Understood, I think is the name? Oh, my God. OK, this is the website that Victor Kamanga, Kevin Riazzi, uh, Taiga, uh, Eric and all those guys. This is the one that they made, right? And then they, yeah. with that, they got to, they went to CES. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. this because it was a huge thing for us to be able to go to CES because we were really small, really small channels and that the only thing we wanted was a press badge at CES. That's all we wanted. Yes. And I remember the one year actually I got it. I, like I literally joined a website for the sole purpose of going to CES. Me too. Like I emailed them. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, yo, like I want to go to CES this year. I have a YouTube channel. Can I like work as a freelance or like a contract on your website for the next like three months so that I can go to CES? And they're like, yeah, sure. Just release uh, like at least one article a month for the next three months and we'll get you a pass. And I was like, okay, cool. I got a pass. I couldn't go. I had exams. I had the same thing happen to me. Actually, I was too young though because you had to be mm -hmm. over 18. And I think I was 16. Oh, you needed your, uh, we needed parent consent, right? Like we needed to bring a parent with us. Yeah. But then the year that I was able to go, they changed it and they were like, no people under 18. Oh yeah. Cause like the year I was supposed to go, I had like, I could get the parent, I could get like a guardian consent form. Cause my brother, I have an older brother. Uh, he's five years older. So he would have been able to take me. 
And he was like, yeah, yo, I'm down to go to Vegas. Like, let's see if you can get any sponsors and like go, go to Vegas for free. And I was like, yeah, like, let's see if I can get it. But yeah, like it was super, super cool. Like that, like that, I remember this, that time was so, so nostalgic and like we applied for those yeah. jobs and stuff. Like, dude, I'm kind of like looking back at it now and like, I don't want to like be back there because I'm like incredibly grateful for all the cool stuff I get to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm like nostalgic for the time, like when every like small milestone felt huge and like. I didn't know yet that like I would ever hit 10,000 subscribers or 5,000 or like 2,000. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it made me like so nostalgic. I thought like they're all in this group chat. Like they're all like pushing together. Like, I don't know. It's something about it. Like it was just weird. I think actually that's a, like, that's actually like, it's a pretty good, like kind of note. I guess I took away from one of the Colin Samir's videos this last week. They had a breakdown about TikTok and how all these TikTok creators are moving to YouTube yeah. and how they're diversifying. Like the ones that are actually, that actually have like a solid audience. And they were like, it's generational. Like every five years, there's a new set of content creators that are moving to different platforms and are essentially becoming celebrities. And I think that's a really, really cool thing that they brought up because like, that's so true. Like five years ago, Vine was still a thing. Vine was like huge. And then that spawned David Dobrik, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, the Dolan twins. Nash like, Greer. Like Nash Greer, like everyone. Like everyone came from Vine. Like like a lot of these huge creators that we see now who are like multi-millionaires like yeah like living in living like calabasas <laughs> and stuff yeah like yeah. like that's insane to me and like now we're on that next wave now with these tiktokers as well but then again we see it with like the tech like within the tel- tech it's community so weird yeah i don't yeah, know it's weird. it's weird i like i guess like i think of us like still as like the underdogs like the the smaller creators i mean i i still am a small creator i can't even say anything you're, no, you're dude, the, no you're not you're no. the goddess here man no like I, we're doing the podcast your channel's like crushing um it, i don't know it's just like so weird for me and it's also kind of sad that like we're some of the only people like still doing it yeah but i mean like at some point you kind of think it's like kind of like not survival of the fittest but it's kind of just like whoever has like the drive to do it like this there definitely is there's 100 percent a reason why you have like 100 hundreds of 140,000 subscribers almost yeah, yeah 135 yeah like the reason you have that and i have like two it's just like you're consistent you have that drive for it i have a drive but it's like it's kind of like diluted i guess with like uh like my parents and like everything like that being focused on like you'll just get school done first then do what you want yeah so like i've been very very focused on that and in high school too like i started youtube as a like a project like a school project and then i took it on as a hobby on the side while doing all my extracurriculars and stuff so it was like yeah it got busy for me and i know you're incredibly busy yeah no but like for me like my main thing when i was in school was like school and then like youtube it's like my main extracurricular like i gave up other things Mm -hmm. which is not like necessarily right or wrong but yeah i think that you're right like i used to play basketball extremely competitively and i wasn't able to do that as much or like yeah and also i think like youtube kind of sets you up to have an amazing skill set for a bunch of other jobs like greg for example mm-hmm. now works at beautiful destinations yeah he used to have a tech youtube channel and he's incredibly talented he's also a web developer luke still does youtube but he used to do tech youtube now he's editing this podcast he has his own company called liquid he has a, his own social media brand you are working at that new company that you just mentioned yeah we're doing the podcast you're still doing youtube like it definitely sets you up in a lot of ways so i don't think it's a waste but like yeah it is kind of weird how like there were so many of us and I like I still follow everyone on that account and I'll like see it. like one of the people actually in the account is playing soccer or something at Princeton. Really? Yeah. Like everyone like I think his name is Francis maybe like everyone just like goes on oh, their own path. I remember I remember Francis. I remember like I, I messaged him one time and like we were just like chatting about like I think he was trying to get 
So basically, like a long while ago, I used to have a plug in deep brand. Okay. And I'm like, I used to have a deal with them, and it was like a, like one like small integration once a month. I could get a little bit of money out of it, and I was like, this is great. It's a small income. I'm in high school. This is enough for me to just go get bubble tea with my friends once a month. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. All right, that's cool. But I remember him and I were talking about it because Emmanuel, who no longer runs his channel anymore, yeah, he was like the he was a ringmaster. He ran he was running everything. He was, he was the good. one connected with everyone. He was amazing. Didn't he start nonstop tech for us? Was that him? Yeah, he yeah. was. He was the one who started. So I remember him and I reached out to each other. Like I reached out to him on his channel. He reached out to me on mine and we started messaging. And then he started just being like, okay, yo, I'm reaching out to a ton of people. Let's bring him in for nonstop tech. And for everyone listening, who's listening for the first time, like nonstop tech was a website that Jack and I actually met. That's where we met. We were both working on a website together where we were releasing tech news. You brought me on, I think. Right? Yeah, it was me and me and Emmanuel. We were like, yo, we want to get this girl. She's like, she's not famous yet, but she's gonna be, so we can get her <laughs> and like like bring her onto the website. Like it's gonna be great. And like I remember you had like a couple, you had I think like one or 2,000 subscribers at that point. Did I? I feel like it was less. I could be wrong. I think it was like maybe 200. I, then I, I, all, I, all I remember was that you had like a, a, like it was a very big difference between you and me. Okay, I might be I don't like, remember. might be a little bit hyperbolic on my, on my sense saying 2,000, but like you were, like you were a bit above me. So I remember just being like, whoa, she's going to be famous soon. Like it's fine. Like we're bringing, like we're bringing her in now so we can at least like, you know, like get a little bit of kickstart to this. Yeah. What is he doing now? Do you know? I actually haven't talked to him. Dude, I want to reach out to him. Yeah, I want to find, I want to see if I can find like his, his personals because it's like his, all of his social media we had was his Done. tech channel. Yeah. So that's like, I don't think he's on there. Like his Twitter, I don't think it's been used since 2017. Dude, I'm going to go into like the our hangout from like 2015. I'm going to be like, hey Yo. guys. <laughs> What's up? No, do it. That would be insane. All right, dude. I think we got to take a quick break here because our cameras oh, yeah. are going to, they have like a record limit. So we'll be right back. When we get back, we're going to talk about OnePlus Nord, Pixel 4a. Other stuff we like this week and the Note 20 Ultra. Like this podcast episode is it's, absolutely stacked. It's absolutely packed. So we're gonna have to keep things really, really, really quick. But yeah, go get a coffee, go get something. Maybe even just take a break from your ears and we'll be back in a sec. Technically speaking, the technology podcast around technology and internet culture. We're going to talk about OnePlus Nord and Pixel 4a. I've been testing both. I have a ton of thoughts about them. Darsh has a ton of thoughts about them. I'm going to compare the two, tell you what I like, what I don't like. We're going to talk a lot about camera. And I have full videos on the OnePlus Nord's camera already on the channel if you want to check that out. And I have an initial video impressions on the Pixel 4a if you want to check that out. Yeah. But Darsh, from just seeing the stuff online, like seeing the spec list, which phone would you pick up if both were available in North America, which only the Pixel 4a is? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm like, so I've always been like this and I, I will continue to always be like this. I'm really, really shallow when it comes to, I'm really shallow when it comes to design of phones. Okay. I feel like design is like a huge thing for me that like takes me away. And like, it's actually one of the reasons. So like my daily driver is the iPhone 10R. I bought it because it's yellow. Okay. That's literally why I bought it. I could have gotten the 10 I could have upgraded to the 10s if I wanted it. I could have just stick up, stuck with my iPhone 10. I had the time. I downgraded to the 10R because I wanted better battery life and a nicer design, which I thought was like the yellow. So I would go OnePlus Nord. So dude, okay. Wait, just to understand. So you picked the phone for the color and not like the feature list? Yeah. Like, That's so okay, funny. so here, here's the thing for me. Okay, so okay, I'm I'm a little bit different when it comes to like I'm a little, I'm pretty much indifferent when it comes to phone cameras because like okay, at least if I'm going for an iPhone, I know the camera's gonna be fine for Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it may be throughout. And then when it comes to taking pictures for like my Instagram or like for experiences, I usually bring like like my filming camera, like my actual like mirrorless, I usually bring it with me. Okay. So I never really have any reason to like need an excellent camera on my phone. 
And like it usually does, like most cameras now will do the trick, no matter like how much you paid for the phone, That's so it will always do the trick. Yeah. So for me, in my opinion, I don't think that we need, like, I don't think that I would need a good camera. I just care about the design because it's the phone I'm carrying in my pocket and a phone to me is also a fashion statement. So do you not use a case then? Uh, everyone watching right now? Caseless. It's completely caseless. Um, actually, like, I, okay. like, this is the first time I've actually dropped my phone a couple of times. Like, I have been caseless for four years, and this is the first time I actually have dents in my phone. Because every year I resell my phone and then buy a new one. But this is the first year ever because I started letting my friends use my phone to, like, turn on my lights or, like, something like that. <laughs> and, of course, lo and behold, they drop it. I actually had this. I had I had this. This is a side note. iPhone XR, amazingly robust, dropped it on, like, on top of a storm drain in the middle of a street in a rainy night and a car almost ran over it. It was Halloween and my friend was trying to call an Uber from the bar and we like we dropped the phone because I was handing it to her. That's that's quite the story. Also, for anyone listening, Darcy's in Toronto, so he's legal drinking age. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of legal age. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Toronto, so that's just a little bit of a disclaimer. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> no, it was, it was so funny. But um, yeah, moving back into what I think about the phones, I think they're both dope. I think the Pixel 4a, especially for the camera, is a really, really cool steal from what I've seen at least. But the OnePlus Nord, personally for me, design-wise, I think it's nicer. Um, the blue itself and the, the general like OnePlus, I guess, UI, I think to me, I like a lot more. Like I like the extra features it has baked in than just- You like it more than Pixel. Yeah, because like Pixel's like bland, straight up Android, but OnePlus always includes like a couple extra features that I feel like really do make it stand out. And the Nord is going to be no exception to that, at least from what I've seen. I haven't done too much, too, too much research. I agree with you. I think that the OnePlus Nord has a nicer design. For anyone watching this, I have the blue version and a lot of people complained about the plastic rails on the side. But as someone that got this early and was reviewing it for a while before it came out, I actually didn't know that it had plastic rails because that wasn't specified. Mm -hmm. And I didn't notice it because a lot of the, the glass feels really nice and the curve of the glass on the back feels really nice. So now that I know, now I notice it, but it's not as bad as people make it seem. And I think like when you look at them side by side, they just have very different design aesthetics. Yeah. Pixel 4a, I didn't like the design that much when I just saw it online. In hand, there's something really comfortable about it. Mm -hmm. Like the soft touch feels like I saw your comforting tweet. in a bizarre I saw your way. Tweet, yeah. yeah, it feels like cozy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like the curves, like everything about it like feels welcoming. And I think that's a lot of like Google's design aesthetic is like very welcoming and playful. Yeah. And I think that that's really reflected in the phone. The phone also has a rear fingerprint sensor, which in my opinion is a design upgrade. Neither phone has the ideal finger uh, like button placement. The Pixel 4a is just a lot worse though because it has the power button above the volume button. Oh, I hate when they do that. Yeah, I hate that too. Yeah. And they put the volume rockers in a place where like I would normally think the power button is. Like they're too uh, low on the phone. Like I would like the volume rockers above the power button. So not my favorite. The OnePlus Nord is much better button placement, but the uh, volume rockers are a little bit like thin. Mm -hmm. But that's like design, I, which I know you care about, a lot of people care about, but the other main thing that people care about is the camera. Yeah. And that's definitely where the Pixel 4a excels because mm -hmm. by looks, you wouldn't necessarily know. Like the OnePlus Nord has multiple cameras, but I feel like that's like a cheap trick that a lot of manufacturers do to make it seem like they have a more professional camera setup than they do. Pixel 4a only has the one camera, but from initial testing, it seems like a much better camera than the OnePlus Nord. Yeah. Mainly because of Google's computational photography, to be honest. Yeah, that like, is true. They're really good at software. Um, yeah, I'm super amped about this phone. It's 350 bucks, which is actually cheaper because the OnePlus Nord is 349 euros. 
So this, I think, is going to be a really good deal, but I'll keep you posted on it. Four of you will be on my main channel mm-hmm. soon. And Dorf, I would love to see a review on your channel as well. So if you end up picking up the phone, let us know. Yeah, I'm thinking I might end up having to pick up at least the Pixel 4a. I don't think I'm going to import the Nord. Yeah. But I'm thinking I might grab the Pixel 4a for a little bit, see if I can play around with it and do a review on it before I go back to school. But the big thing that I actually wanted to bring up, because you're bringing up cameras and how a lot of these companies will, like with like a non-flagship phone, will start putting in a bunch of cameras just to make it seem a lot higher in spec. So I've been testing out the LG Velvet. Okay. And I go, Reviews coming out on my channel soon. I actually have to. I'm literally going to redo my. I'm redoing my uh, video today because I actually found some errors in what I said because the camera. So it has three cameras in the back, but only two are actually in use. But the three cameras are there, and it tricks you into thinking it's a triple camera setup. No, one of the cameras is a depth sensor. Oh, um, it's that's a depth the camera, worst. and yeah. it's a five megapixel depth camera too. And I'm like, okay, like, like that's cool. Like, yeah, like I don't mind having it, and like I think this is a really cool addition. But it, you know, like the design looks insane, but it's too much. Like, you, like if you took out that depth sensor, use all technology for it, would the pictures come out better? Like, what, could you still get like the same result? And like, would you save money? Yeah, Marquez said with the Nord when he covered the depth sensor, it didn't change the portrait stuff. Pixel 4a has that one camera and has much better edge detection than so many phones. Yeah, like port, like Pixel's been like, I remember the first year Apple came out with with uh, dual cameras, the Pixel came out and it only had one camera, but it had portrait mode. And the portrait mode was just as good as iPhone, if not better. I think though, in a weird way, it feels like Google now needs another camera because they're just limiting themselves. They can't get ultra wide. Like, do we need a telephoto? Probably not. Yeah. But you can't replicate ultra wide. And it feels like that's definitely missing. And on a budget phone, I'm not as disappointed about that, mm-hmm. but I would like to see um, it in the future just because the budget phone market is definitely heating up. Yeah, I'm excited though. And the display looks so much better than it has in the past. Like mm-hmm. everything about this looks clean and nice. Yeah. But then we also have the other side of the spectrum, like ultra premium, mm-hmm. which is the Note 20 Ultra. Oh my goodness. So I, I didn't even, did you watch the keynote? Like, did you fully watch the keynote? So I got a pre-brief. Okay. So I had already heard all the stuff like a week and a half prior. And mm. then I watched a lot of the keynote, but I did not hear great things about the keynote. I heard it was like a little cringe. I, was, I didn't actually watch the keynote. I watched like the recaps, um, like the Verge's nine minutes, like things I was working. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious when they brought out the Note 20 and they just kind of slid in the fact that the back is plastic, like the normal Note 20. Yeah, they didn't mention that at the pre-brief at all. They won't bring it up. That's the thing. I think they're embarrassed of it. Like they're trying to force people to get the Note 20 Ultra, but then like they don't want to like highlight the fact that it's plastic. It's it's weird. It feels like, so like I have the S20 Ultra here and I also am actually testing out the Note 20 Ultra. It feels like in a way the S20 Ultra and the S20 were both phones that you could get and be happy with. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like what you were saying, they're positioning the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra in such a way that it almost feels like they're making it less enticing to buy the Note 20. Like if you're already going to spend $1,000, may as well get the Note 20 Ultra. Whereas S20 Ultra and S20, right? Like either one was great. Mm -hmm. Note 20 Ultra, 60 hertz display, plastic back, like... I don't know, man. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, and the latency for the S Pen. So like, okay, so sort of a little bit of a, like a preamble, I guess. Like I've been using the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6 as my daily tablet for six months. Okay. Or no, actually eight months. I got it in January and I use it for school. I use it for everything. And when they came out the Tab S7 Plus and the Tab S7, I was so excited because I was like, this is great, low latency. And then I saw they brought the Note 20 Ultra, same thing, low latency. And I was super stoked. And then they said to the Note 20, uh, yeah, it's just going to be, uh, I think, what was it? It was like 30 something? 26. 26 milliseconds uh, for uh, latency response. And I was, like, I was like, okay, you can bring everything down to nine milliseconds, comparing it with like 
the iPhones of the world, but you can't do it for like the one model that's actually aimed towards consumers. Like, like the 20 Ultra, okay, at least in Canada with the conversion rate, can you just guess how much it is here? Guess how much it is Canadian? It's like 1700 18 Wow. Dude, that's, yeah. Okay, so Samsung, I want to say, they do awesome jobs with pre-briefing, pre-pandemic. They would set up an amazing place for you to shoot your videos. They wouldn't like influence what you could shoot and what you couldn't shoot. Like they were great. Pandemic pre-briefings are also really great. They have like a Q&A section. They're A1. But what I will say is there were certain things that they did not mention in the pre-brief that like I'm really glad I asked about because they did not mention the plastic back. Like they kind of just like skimmed over it. They yeah. mentioned lower latency and they said nine milliseconds, but they did not say 26. I was shocked when I found that out. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Why would you like, like, I don't know, like. I think for myself, if I have to pick up one of these phones, if I want to make a video on it, it's going to be the Note 20, not the Note 20 Ultra. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to drop $1,800 for a video unless I know I'm going to get a return on it, and I don't even know that yet. So I just drop, I would just drop for the Note 20 and see if I can make a video off that. It sucks. It's yeah. expensive. I, and also, AK video on the Note 20 is with the telephoto lens, but with the Note 20 Ultra, it's with the primary because they both use their highest megapixel lens. Yeah. So there are just so many differences that make the Note 20 Ultra feel like a lot more of a deal, but... They kind of pigeonhole consumers into getting the Note 20 Ultra, but then why have the Note 20? Like, the Note 20, I think, should have been positioned at $700 or $800. Yeah. And that would have been a steal. That would have been great. Then you could excuse 60 hertz, et cetera. But when you have, like, OnePlus 8 Pro and you have... And obviously, the Note 20 has a better camera. But when you have, like, devices like that and then you have, like, the Pixel 4a, which is a really cheap phone, like, you can get multiple Pixel 4as for the price of a Note 20. Oh, I saw that video. I know exactly what you're... I think I I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, it's just... It's a bummer. I don't know, no, man. it is. I, like, I'm still stoked about it, and it looks great, right? Like, I actually... So, they only sent me the Note 20 Ultra, so I don't know how the Note 20 feels in hand, and I'll keep you posted when I get that, but yeah. I'm still excited about the Note 20 because I think that Samsung does really well with ecosystem. Yeah. More so than other brands, and I think that they do really well with design and camera tech, but it feels like it may be slightly overpriced. I think it might be overpriced, and I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but, like, the Note 20 Ultra, like... I've been seeing the, I, I, like I emailed Samsung, I was like, yo, please send me one. Like, I, I want to check out the Note 20 Ultra really, really badly. I also want to check out the Tab S7. And I asked them to send me the Note 20. They're like, yeah, we'll put you on a list and we'll see what we can get, when we can get it to you. I just want the bronze one, like that, <laughs> that, it was a Mystic Bronze, something like that. Yeah, Mystic Bronze is so sick. It looks beautiful. It looks like the iPhone 12, so iPhone 11, sorry, 11 Pro, um, had a baby with the Note 10 from last year. And like, it's just it's sweet it's, it's such sweet. a nice it's, i i think like i was watching a bunch of videos last night i was just binging a bunch of no 20 videos because i just kept wanting to watch the phone i thought that it was so satisfying how aesthetically pleasing it was it's really i mean they've definitely done an amazing feat with design it feels like a huge upgrade and also it's less fingerprint prone so even though the note 20 is plastic it has the same finish so it should be less fingerprint prone i'm excited i'm definitely gonna have full videos on them I made a list of all the content I have to make, like, literally this week, and it's seven videos. Holy. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. I'm, I'm stoked about it, though, uh, but definitely we'll have to update the podcast when we both get some hands-on time with it. 100%. I think we should move on to maybe my favorite segment of this entire podcast. Stuff we like Stuff this we week. Stuff we like this week. Exactly. Yeah. We need, like, an animation or something. Like, <laughs> that. like uh No, like, literally, I was going to be, like, like, the Note 20 Ultra was literally one of the things I was watching every single day, and it was one of the things I think for this week I loved watching okay like so i was really gonna i was gonna be like oh yeah like speaking of stuff we like this week <laughs> uh i love the note 20 ultra but also let's get right into this segment like i was gonna yeah that was gonna know. be smooth that was gonna be smooth but it's all good we can move on it's all good uh yeah your your uh podcast transitions are always a1 i think the first thing that i like this week 
And it's funny because, again, we recorded this episode a long time ago. And on my list, I had Colin and Samir for a very different reason. But mm-hmm. they're still on my list. They just dropped their uh, storytelling course. And I binged the whole thing in one day. It's like an hour and a half. It's so good. I learned so many things from that course that I'm going to definitely implement in videos and the podcast. And like, mm-hmm. they were really good. They talk one thing that like struck me. And I'm not going to obviously give away like their course because... I want people to buy it and support them. But they talked a lot about something called like a dual narrative structure. Yeah. Which is like when you have a primary structure, like let's say um, Pixel 4a review, right? I actually did this in the video, I think. Or maybe I did it in the, I did it in the Samsung video. Mm -hmm. So you have the primary structure is you're talking about the phone. And then you have something secondary going on that's like enticing and keeps the attention. In that video, it was the fact that I kept changing angles. Hmm. I did seven different A-roll angles. And that's like a secondary structure. And the dual narrative leads to higher watch time and people being more interested. And I never knew that's what it was called. And I also never knew it was like an intentional choice. And now I look back at so many videos from my favorite creators and I'm like, they always do a dual narrative and it keeps your attention and probably helps a lot on YouTube. So that course was so interesting. We'll Mm -hmm. link it below. Yeah. We're actually having Colin and Samir on, like, very soon. Yeah, actually, literally, so, like, uh, it was funny enough, so I tweeted at Colin and Samir, I was like, yo, how many likes do I need to get on this tweet for you guys to follow me back? This is before I even knew they were coming on the podcast. I've just been a huge fan. Thanks to Jacqueline, actually, she introduced me, like, to their channel, and I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. This is insane. And they replied 100. Literally three, four days later, Jacqueline messages me, yo, we're getting them on the podcast. And I was like, this is better than a follow. I'm going to meet them. I can talk to them. Like, they have amazing stuff, guys. Definitely search up Colin and Samir. Um, check out their, their course. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that's definitely something that I think both of us can attest to. I haven't actually watched the course yet, but I know from what I've seen of it and, like, all the different, like, things that I've talked it's to you about so it. so good. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, I think it's so worth the money. The, the way they did it was so good. They, like, give lesson plans and actually... They're going to add more to it. So it's a live course. Mm -hmm. So as the month goes on, they're going to keep adding more concepts. That's dope. Which is sweet. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm absolutely stoked about it. What about you? What's like another thing that you like this week? Uh, Yeah. So I think that one of the cool things I like this week was, so basically I've gotten really into gaming in the past couple of months. Like, cause quarantine, I've just been home and like, uh, my brother plays, uh, Call of Duty Warzone every night or like some nights at least. And so I picked up an Xbox one, got it for a crazy cheap deal. $150 Canadian. I bought it used one month old. Wow. Yeah. And so I bought that I got Warzone. I got on, I got like Xbox live that I've been playing like crazy. Speaking of which, anyone listening to the podcast who wants to run Call of Duty with me, literally hit me up on Twitter. I am always down to play with new people. Just make sure you have a mic. That'd be sick. Yeah. Like I'm always down to play with new people. I just like playing COD as much as I can. Anyway, uh, I've been watching a ton of uh, YouTubers like uh, Nick Merckx. Uh, he's basically, these are all Twitch streamers that are posting their like their Twitch streams that like, cut up into small segments on YouTube to make them really like, like I guess, satisfying and fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. So watching, we're watching uh, Nick Merckx. I've been watching, I think it's TG or TV plays, something like that. I'm uh, watching Nade Shot, like Optic Nade Shot. He yeah, used yeah. to do videos with iJustine. I've been watching like, a ton of this stuff. So this has been like a huge thing I love this week. But yeah, no, like that's been like my week. It's been work and Call of Duty and like trying to find time to like schedule and plan a video. Like I have a full script and I have one set of A-roll done. I just have to redo it now because I don't like it. Now I'm going to redo it. Okay. But <laughs> that's sweet though. I've actually been putting a lot more time into like A-roll as well, like in the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I like this week, um, and I think I've, I've been tweeting about this like nonstop. So people may have seen it. Taylor Swift came out with a new album. Yeah. And it is absolutely incredible. Like if you haven't listened to it yet, you totally should. She is a masterful storyteller. Um, it's really different than a lot of her work mm-hmm. um, in terms of like sound and stuff. And it's just so good. Um, There's actually... Every song is a story and three of the tracks tell a story from three different perspectives. Wow. So there's like this love triangle mm-hmm. and the girl and the boyfriend tell like 
both have their own track and the other girl that he's like been with tells her side of the story and it's wow. so interesting because all of them overlap and like there's like lyrics like one of them will be like and then she called me into her car it's his perspective and then the other perspective was like and then I said to him get in the car and it's just like weird and like obviously took a lot of work to make it all together and then she has another one called My Tears Ricochet mm-hmm. and it's speculated that it's about her deal with her record label when they kind of screwed her over and they sold her masters to um, Scooter Braun I actually don't know about this. I I never been listening to Taylor Swift. Never really listened to her. So she worked with Big um, Big Machine Records or something like that, um, and she wanted to own her masters. Obviously, as an artist, like it's good to own your masters, and um, they wouldn't give it to her. They wanted her to, and this is all speculation. I just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they wanted her to make one new album to get an old album back, which is like ridiculous because like she worked on them and she wanted to buy it, and then the guy sold it to someone that she hates for. million and they didn't give her the opportunity to buy it and the entire song is basically like about how this guy has screwed her over but then like still wants her and is like profiting from her music and it you should listen to it like it's just so cool yeah like I listened to a couple of songs that I saw on top hits and I was just like because I was like going through music just chilling in my backyard with my parents and like I was listening to some songs with them and like I was like this like this sounds pretty good I actually just sit down and listen to that album you should read the lyrics first and then listen Mm-hmm. I think that's actually what I started doing like whenever I listen to music now I have to listen to it like late at night with like really vibey lights on and I'm just like listening and reading the lyrics <laughs> uh, or in the car while I'm driving I feel like that's like a really good time where like I'm really clear head I'm just focusing on the road and I'm listening to whatever's around me yeah speaking of that I started listening to uh I actually finally listened to his Juice World's new album I don't know if you listen to Juice oh, World oh I've been wanting to listen to that so Is it good I thought it was fantastic, but I think one of the cool things about it is that he has uh, a bunch of features on it because it was an incomplete album, right? Yeah. Um, before he passed away. So I listened to it. And then the last song actually was, uh, it was an outro and Lil Dicky was on it. And he was basically talking about how like every single one of Juice World's songs are pretty much freestyled. Wow. Like he makes them up on the spot. Like what he would do it, he'd go into the studio, he'd listen to the track for maybe four minutes, listen to the beat, and then he would just start spitting on the, on the track. Wow. And I think that's, I think that's incredible. That's insane to me. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. No, I am so impressed. I've been like doing a lot more music theory. I'm learning guitar right now. And I think I'm going to start learning piano as well. I'm just so impressed by all these musicians and especially if their lyrics tell a story of sorts. Mm -hmm. That's like so impressive to me. So yeah, that's kind of the stuff I like this week. I was also in a commercial, but I feel like this podcast is drawing out. So maybe we'll mention that next week if you guys want to hear more to that story. Yeah, I... I think that like this is actually something really dope, and I actually I didn't get actually a chance to tell you like in person. I got well kind of in person, like how how amazing that is. I saw that commercial. Uh, we can def- oh, did you? Yeah, I watched it. I literally Googled it immediately after I saw. Uh, I think it was on your Instagram or something. I Googled yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, glad I'm glad you saw it. I was like, yo, this is sick. Like, like I loved it. Yeah, it was such a cool project. Yeah, no, we should definitely talk about like the process of like getting that done and like what that entails in the next mm-hmm. episode. If everyone's interested but yeah i think we're drawing this episode's getting a little long and oh, as darsh no. and i mentioned last time do you remember we were talking about how in the moment we're like amped we love talking to each other but then we have to listen to like an hour playback no literally like yeah <laughs> hitting our face against the wall yeah, yeah so maybe we should end it here on a strong note and should we i think we can say that we think there's going to be another episode next week we're going to try to get back on the weekly schedule i think i'm definitely down to do a weekly schedule we just have to figure out the the like the best time the get back in the rhythm of it all and i think we'll be good but uh, we want to thank you guys all so much for listening and for watching for our first ever video set of podcasts like episodes i guess and also a huge thank you to adil constantine and luke uh, adil constantine for creating our amazing intro and midway through music uh, sorry sorry beginning and exit music uh and then uh we also want to give a huge thank you to luke 
uh, who edits all of our podcasts and will be actually putting together the video for us. He is like a jack of all trades. Literally, so literally messaged him about anything. Hey, do you think you could do this graphics? Like, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Just like, just let me know what you want, what, how you want it done. Like, fantastic yeah. guy. Dude, I, t- I texted him last night and I was like, can you make a plugin for me for Final Cut? Need it tomorrow, and like within an hour it was done. He makes plugins. Yeah, dude, he does everything. He's so good. Oh, okay, I didn't even know. I need to hit him up. Like, I've, I've been thinking about it for a while. I want to. I've just rebranded my channel, but I don't love it, so I kind of want to get him to rebrand it for me again and like give me a full brand <laughs> and everything. Yeah, he just did that for me. He's. So talented. I, I can't even like say his praises enough. He's like the best. Um, yeah. Yes. Dude, I had a great time talking with you again. Yeah, honestly. You're the best too. Yeah. No, thank you. But I, I love talking to you every single week. I'm super excited for us to be back on that weekly schedule. And for everyone listening, if you liked what you guys heard here, make sure to drop a review on Apple Podcasts or share it on Twitter. Just let your friends know what's going on because I think this podcast is getting pretty good results and we're hearing from a lot of you guys that you guys love it. So definitely let us know and we'll make sure that more more keeps coming and if you could give us a five-star rating if you're on apple Podcasts, and maybe also a review like type it out if you have the time that would mean a lot we've been reading them and they're sweet and they mean a lot and we talked about in the beginning of this episode how like when you're a smaller channel every one view means a lot and it still means a lot mm-hmm. like as you grow but like there's like the hype around like every small number and i feel that way with the podcast again so oh 100 and also if you guys are in the show notes hit up the youtube channel press subscribe, watch the video, share it. Like this is going to be our first time. We want to make sure that everyone likes what we like, likes what we're making. And if they don't let us know how to fix it and we'll make sure to keep that in mind for next episode. Yes. All right. Sweet Darsh. I'll talk to you uh, next week. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this one. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you guys all soon.